On episode 99 of The View from Jamestown, we recap the guys' trip down to APLA. They spent two weeks down in Latin America visiting customers, suppliers at the APLA International Meeting down in Brazil. We recap that. We talk about global supply trends, what's happening, some price increases coming across for December, oil prices down 10-15% over the last 30 days, and we start to think about 2024. So all that and more on The View from Jamestown. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The View from Jamestown Podcast Edition. This is episode 99. This is the November 2023 edition. And after some uh, some world global travel here, we got the, the full team back together. Uh, from my right to left, we have Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez, VP of Sales and Marketing, AJ Petrarca, Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg, not Latin American <laughs> Nicole, and uh, TCC President Rob Roach. Morning, guys. Morning, 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 Benny. morning. How are we all doing? Fantastic. Welcome home to the right half of my table here. Thank you. Thank Good you. To thank be you. Home. I believe it. I believe it. Was it nine nights? Ten nights? I think nine days all together. Nine days all together. Yeah. Big trip. Big yeah. trip. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's been the longest trip of the year for me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. By by much. Yeah. Coco, how you doing today? Very good. Very good. good. It's a great day. Yeah. It is. Rob? Doing you, good. You Not agree? as good as her, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Friday morning, it's mid November. You guys uh, obviously, as we alluded to back from some travel. Uh, I know we do the uh some of these global shows every year between AFPM and EPCA and obviously the APLA has been one we've done for a long time and obviously you guys extended it into some uh, extended Latin American travel this year. You guys want to uh, you guys want to fill us in a little bit? For sure. Take the reins, Javi. No, you, you, you're right. You're right. You yeah, so we, we traveled through Colombia and had some uh, supplier visits and then uh, headed over to Sao Paulo for APLA and had a lot of a lot of really good uh, a lot of really good meetings. Um you know, so we had a we had a nice apple. Yeah, we had like twenty twenty to thirty plus meetings all together. It was four days of of going at it. It was it was it was rough, but it, I think it's all worth it. Yeah, I believe it. Yes, it's a nice way to round out your year of like actually working. Yes, you of know? course, of course, of <laughs> course. I'm, I'm done for the year now. Well, I'm done for the year. <laughs> we'll see you next year. That's a good point. The apple comes at a perfect time of the year. It's before <clears throat> before year ends, so you kind of get everyone's view of what's. To come for next year, so it's actually a really good time of the year to have a conference like that. Yeah, yeah, the timing's good. Uh, the The layout wasn't properly. Uh, the layout wasn't good. Not enough bars. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a bars. Yeah, plenty of bars. <laughs> but it, it was just the layout. We, we, we had, it was it was bad. It was. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna send a note to the Apple to the Apple <laughs> you, people. You, you know, a strongly worded letter. The yeah, consensus because, was it was the worst location ever for Apple in the history wow. of Apple. Yep. So wow. never, been, never been there before. I think many years, but uh, yeah, yeah. Not, not since you've been gone. No, not since I've been gone. And what exactly was wrong with it? I mean, it was a like a weird hotel setup. There were no signage. Like we had to, we somehow found a registration desk. We had to go through, you know, through the lobby, up the stairs, through a mall to this other floor. It was it was wow. just a weird, and everything was segmented, not all in the same area. So it's just a weird. Yeah, we were we're layout. Hotel. Yeah, and we were using service elevators. You know, we were really wow. <laughs> <laughs> the way you, I could just picture it, I could yeah, see you guys. And it wasn't just us because you had to walk th- walk by these service elevators. It looked like regular elevators until you get in, and it has like the you know padded walls. Yeah, and then you you know so everybody was using that until they found out the real elevators were around the corner. 
So it was <laughs> well, yeah, it was it was poor, poorly organized. By day three, we had it pretty well figured oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah, it was almost <laughs> done, it was just, just in time to leave. Yeah, <laughs> by the time we were ready to go home, we had it yeah. all figured out. Yeah, but good opportunities. Uh, uh, what is the consensus, AJ? Uh, flat 2024 for flat to up? Most people were saying flat to down. You know, oh, yeah, that's a, true. a couple, I think only one or two were saying that, that they don't think we've hit the bottom yet and that they're still, you know, expecting further weakness. But most people are, are predicting flat into, yeah. into 2024. A lot of elections coming up in Latin America, which, which is, you know, could change things for different countries like Argentina has one coming yeah, up. Yeah, this, this weekend Argentina has an election. They are running 148% of inflation. So my, my buddies mm -hmm. in Argentina are having a tough time, and they want some some green green dollars. Green dollars. Yeah, they're, they're running uh, four currencies at the moment: the blue, the I don't know what the, it's it just it just it just is a mess. Yeah. And the whole of the whole region has turned left. Um, I mean, you have the case of Chile, Argentina, Peru, Colombia, Brazil, a lot of left, and it's not that's not good for foreign investment. Is obviously not good for the chemical industry, so so we we're seeing some some headwind. Yeah, yeah. it seems like you guys had a had a lot of meetings. What was the nickname that we've we've given you for the Apple? Oh, uh, the Godfather, El Padrino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have it in Spanish. Right? Yeah, oh, I know that. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Right? Yeah, he was like on the campaign trail down there, walking the cocktail party and just be surrounded by people and. <laughs> yeah, my WhatsApp was very popular, and I've been doing this for 14 years, so it's my 14th Apple, I think. So yeah, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of friends. It's good. It's good. It's good to be in my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And Cora walking around with sunglasses on, like his bodyguard. Exactly. That's what it looked like. Javi was out front, and me and Javi, you know, really the flying V, the three of us <laughs> walking around Brazil. Three full of cash. The one AirPod in. <laughs> yeah, you got the right one, Corey's on the left yeah. one. <laughs> well, cool. No, it sounded sound like a good trip. A lot of uh, moving around. I think every time I was talking to you guys, you were in an airport or leaving an airport, going to different places. So good to be home, I'm sure. Yes, and they're ready to be home, and it's and right now the Thanksgiving next week, so a lot of be a lot of things to be thankful when you see other realities, other places. Sure. It makes makes put things into perspective, and and what a good week to to go to Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah, yeah. very good point. Good summary. We uh we've been talking about some kind of global supply chain stuff. I'm sure the the Panama Canal situation probably came up a, a, a little lot. bit in that Apple meeting. <laughs> So I learned something about the Panama Canal, which I felt pretty stupid for. I've been telling everybody, I mean, there's oceans on both sides. Just fill the thing up, like get some pumps and just fill the thing up, right? But it's uh, the canal is actually fresh water, and that's what a lot of folks use for the whole you know, system for drinking water and things like that, and potable potable water. So you can't just so you got ocean, ocean, and then. Fresh water, it's all fresh. Yeah, so it, it depends on rainfall. Too. Yeah, so 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 it was like I'm I'm not I'm not genius, but I mean, let's, let's <laughs> just pump some water. I'm pretty sure I can figure this thing out. <laughs> but yeah, so it's fresh water, so you can't just pump seawater into it to solve the issue. Interesting. So, I learned that this week. <laughs> I did because they are looking at doing a second canal, uh, I so, believe through Ecuador, um, and it's because I'm probably wrong on the country, but you look at that country. The very center of, is a massive freshwater lake, huh. and they're able to, you know, basically. I mean, you can't carve out. Honestly, I didn't know it was all freshwater, but I'm sure the other ends are brackish. Yeah. But um, I think uh, 
a couple of interesting things about like Aplo was that uh, that you guys went to a to a heat wave in Brazil uh, mm-hmm. when you got down there. So no rain, massive heat wave in Brazil. Um, same is happening in Central America, you know, Panama and, you know, all the Central American countries. But um, so I didn't know it was all freshwater and that the impact was human consumption, agriculture and that sort of stuff. It's yeah. very interesting. Like I that that's new to me. But, um, you know, I know that they're looking at uh, alternative um, canals, but it's going to take 10 years minimum to build something like that. And you don't want to go all the way around, no. you know, South America to get up here. But. The one thing that for us is it's it's impacting shipments from Asia big time. There's um, backup and and also lighter cargo necessary to get through the canal, and it looks like it's not going to get better. No. So yeah, so a lot of that the feedback was, you know, it, and we're seeing it. It's amazing the impact. Now we got this week G Biden meeting. You know, San Francisco. This thing seemed to be going well, but. The impacts of Chinese products right now in Latin America are, are tremendous. Um, I was reading in ISIS about, you know, the Apple edition about in Brazil alone, 46% of what they use is imported um, a lot from China, mostly from China. And there's no, there's really no, there's no tariffs. There's no, nothing to mitigate this at whatsoever. And they also are not typically the most integrated production facilities in La- uh, in in South America Latin America you've got stranded gas supply stranded oil supply to you know compete in the world is more difficult so when things go down like they have been they go really down in places like Latin America South America and when they go up that's when they really flourish so they got to figure things out when you've got so many different countries that are now looking leaning left and, and maybe there's you know we're seeing some headwinds in in the u.s with that same thing with a a, a left uh majority uh going against chemistry without an understanding of what chemistry really does all these things mean you know really desperate times you know and we're seeing that in argentina there's election this sun this sunday 148 percent you know inflation things aren't going well in brazil for all the producers um, they're hopeful, but you, you know, flat it down next year. That's not, you know, that's not a good prediction yeah. for next year. Hopefully it's, it's much better for them, but it's sort of like Europe. Europe has to get together and do something about the tidal wave of imports from China. Same with Latin America. They have to get together and figure something out or they're just going to become, you know, victims of, uh, of Chinese imports for forever. What was the stat we heard about Mexico? There's 6 million tons Per year, short, short on pet chems, yes. so they have to import six million tons per year from, you know, wherever. Right. It's pretty amazing. That's, so a, that's a lot of tonnage. So it's a good target. So everyone's right now trying to be Mexico. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's probably some come from here because that's yeah. you know that's our biggest you know yes in Latin America is Mexico. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing to me. Like we were at the Epca, like everybody thinks that Latin America is a big market, you know, and. We always laugh because we know the reality. It's not really, I mean, 6 million tons sounds like a lot, but that's distributed amongst a lot lot of different products. We almost got to split Mexico from the rest of Latin America, too. I mean, Mexico makes its own own animal a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we talk to people from around the world. They're like, oh, Latin America, you're, you know, but we participate big time in Latin America, but it's not that big overall. And it's also very segmented, you know, so you've got... 
Mexico, second to that Brazil, you know, yep. and outside of that, you really start, you know, dropping quite substantially. So. Well, we also had the 25% tariffs come on relatively quickly. And when all of a sudden it took, okay, now there's a 25% tariff to the U.S., everyone just immediately going to pivot and be like, oh, well, now Mexico, you know, they're going to look to put the same quantity of material elsewhere. So we saw a lot of competition quickly. For sure. It's happening, for sure. And it was interesting in your notes, like there's some, some big companies in Mexico and Latin America that are buying like Oxwell alcohols and things like that, like just on the spot market and ISO. Yeah. So like, you know, crucial materials that companies here are buying in rail and contracts and or things like that. Line. Yeah, they oh, start to, yeah, they make it. They make it. You really have to make it right. to compete, you know. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, but there's captive markets down there. There's there's islands of markets down there, you know, so they have to service that, yeah. that local market. You know, we hear that a lot. Well, we're servicing the local market, you know. And and those markets have been flow pretty pretty dramatically there. Yeah. But any, anything else from uh, Apple? Was a, was a lot. Just of the it? fact that you mentioned his notes. I mean, the fact that we got yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> true. We got true. good notes from Apple from uh, like already. A, what, what, like today's Friday. Javi's call reports. He just you, got back. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got it notes. Was it was in twenty four hours the, the, back the on U.S. soil, and there you go. Like yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, You're maturing was... as a salesman, like right before our eyes. Yeah, turning a new leaf. Hey, yeah, yeah, they even set up a call to discuss said notes before he sent them out. So wow. this guy's like, turning a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> the hobbies running call reports. You said you took a whole ton of pictures. Like, yeah, you guys, you're like holding you guys. Know, I, I'm, I'm wow. I was gonna say, Benny, a lot of that notes. Photos. I mean, we see it from. I'm, I'm proud. You know, I'm proud. I, guess it's you can't, I guess you can't teach old dogs new tricks. What else going on? So it's it's obviously November. So we're sort of at the end of the hurricane kind of season. It seems like it's been a quieter hurricane year, and now we start to look at least up here in the Northeast towards cold weather. It's actually been kind of a mild fall, which is nice. I feel like last year and some years prior, you go from nice summer days to snow. Like I know it's it's November 17th mm. now. We've had snow like October 25th and stuff like that in the past, which we haven't seen yet, but starting to gear up for some of the cold weather stuff. I know the logistics folks have been talking about keeping an eye on freight rates and stuff coming into New England versus out of New England and whatnot. So coming to that time of year to keep a close eye on that, I think. Well, we just had a tropical storm, well, somewhat of a tropical storm hit the Keys uh, this week, you know, and then there's another one that's um, east of... Um, Central America that's, uh, you know, pretty much off of, I think, Costa Rica that's starting to, to so it's not over yet, and, yeah. it, and it certainly has extended in, in prior years um, quite some time, so I don't I don't think the hurricane season's over yet. There was an earthquake somewhere this morning, I think, too, I saw. Oh, really? Um, Indonesia or something like that. I, I read that. Jeez. I somewhere. Hmm. I hope everybody's okay, but there's also... Um, in New England, you mentioned, like, the, the winters here have been really strange, you know, they've you can almost depend on a mild October, November, December now. I mean, like you can, you can depend on that happening and then it really kicks in in January, February, some, but then you can, we're having really mild springs. So, um, well, like us on the coast, like it almost doesn't snow anymore. You know, right. Nicole yeah. gets a foot of snow and we get it's sunny. <laughs> She's hopeful all the time. Yeah. Well, but to Ben's point, I mean, it's the, yeah, the geographics change in, in climate just from where we used to be. Um, yeah. You know, it's that shift. You're right. It's, you know, warmer later into the year. We're not seeing as much of a, you know, that winter hit and, you know, it's it's kind of up for what's going to happen. I kind of like it. Well, you and your cold plunging, you get enough cold, uh, you know, to start your day then. (laughs) Didn't you you buy a new snowblower and just haven't used it? No, my snowblower was older than I am. (laughs) 
but he's only used <laughs> it probably a couple times. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. yeah, it's faithful. still like brand new. It's got low yeah. hours, so yeah. it's good to go. Low, low hours. <laughs> you throw that sucker on Facebook Marketplace right now. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> got a little antique plate on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else I want to talk about. We've seen. I feel like that's come up a lot in the last couple of weeks. Is sort of restructuring in the industry. I think obviously when stuff gets slow, people do things and close plants and move stuff around to make their financial reports look better and, you know, help with profitability and things like that. I know um, one of our guys, Kevin, put a good report out this week on sort of summarizing the major companies we deal with that have had plant closures and layoffs and trying to save all this money. You know, one big thing on our side, we saw Ingevity announce the closure of their Louisiana Tofa plant moving some production to another location, but also really cutting back on some of the standard grades and focusing on some of the higher grade stuff. So something I think we're seeing a bunch of, I don't know if that was a discussion point at Apple at all, but I know we're, we're seeing a lot of that companies laying people off, not having as big of a presence at trade shows and events and, you know, lots of companies that uh, are cutting back on travel. You know, some people can't travel at all, can't go to trade shows, things like that. I don't know if the, do you see any of that with Apple? People not there were there was a of few. There was a few that they were constrained because of uh, tra- uh, travel expenditure. Yeah, yeah. So you see, you see also a lot of that yeah. on there. It seems like the big companies. Usually, the big companies are the first one to to to, to dictate that. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, rationalization is going to happen. I mean, when demand is as soft, especially outside of the United States, as it has been, we're a global economy now. It's 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 already happening, and it's going to happen. So, high cost plants, commodity plants that are high cost, are going to be the first to go, and uh, that'll create you know a new market situation at some point in the future. Uh, but we see, you know, in my twenty whatever five twenty four year career, we've seen rationalization kick in. And then when we had the shale boom, we saw all of this new construction, all of the, and that was for the global economy, which has been shut down by geopolitical factors and, you know, and, and stuff. So sometimes it, it, you need to shed some weight and unfortunately people are the first to suffer. You know, they let people go first and like you said, they try and, you know, improve the bottom line. Um, But, you know, we, we've been talking about it since summer, it's going to happen. Yeah, and I think the, you know, specific to us, obviously the the longevity plant closure, not bad news for TCC. Obviously, we have the European tofu we bring in and a strong supplier there. We've already seen, you know, big global companies requesting samples and looking at Didn't things like that. Didn't they lose raw material? Isn't that why they shut that down? They yeah. lost a, so it wasn't necessarily a financial thing. It was it was more of a a loss of their major their key component. Well, I think they they chose so they had that it was either their plan or like a joint venture for the upstream raw materials and they, they chose to close that so this was kind of inevitable on that but mm-hmm. it was all it wasn't so much them losing it out of their control they've kind of decided to stop making that standard grade i think to cut stuff back a little bit and mm-hmm. focus on some of the higher cost grades but you know they're closing that plant out in february they're one of the two major producers of it and that that'll leave a gap obviously so you yeah. know nicole's been close friends with our suppliers recently and getting samples rolling and things like that because sure people have. are kind of scrambling a little bit for sure. But it's a good thing to see. You know, anytime that there's an influx in, in samples, it's, you know, hopefully for one reason or another, but on the better uptrend of, you know, new business opportunities. So. Yeah, these seem to be what's driving our market in the last couple of months. You know, like the longevity closure is now obviously popping new opportunities. Uh, Dow with the fire on the amines, that's, you know, been a big a discussion point and a, a, an opportunity, uh, the lack of um, building that's going on right now. So less phenol being produced means less acetone. So that's a big talking point. So it's not um, demand driven. It's it's sort of supply driven. And 
And uh, and I think, you know, as I mentioned before, that's going to continue. You're going to see uh, those things start to pop, you know, based on that. Kind of the inevitable cycle. Demand slows down, so we cut back supply, and then demand picks up, and now there's a shortage in supply. And right, uh-huh. right. We inevitable. Go, we go in circles. It is. Um, obviously, coming into the end of the year, we're keeping an eye on the China tariffs and specifically some of the exclusions. You want to uh, give us a rundown of where we stand on that, AJP? As our resident China expert, uh, as I understand it, <laughs> my understanding is that uh, the list of products that we deal with mainly is uh, the they're exempt from the tariff through the end of this calendar year, and I haven't heard any anything around uh, what that's going to do in 2024. But I wouldn't be surprised if it again got extended because you know they went through a, a lot of a lot of discussion, a lot of research for this list and determine that they, they shouldn't be subject to the tariff. So it, it probably should be extended, but we'll just continue to keep an eye on it in case anything changes. And it's interesting because since they've been ex, uh, <coughs> excluded, we've seen the range. We've seen the tariffs come back into effect and then get re-exempted. We've seen it, the exemption get extended like 48 hours before. I think last time they did it like four or five weeks before. So <laughs> yeah, it's quite messy. Anywhere, yeah, <laughs> anywhere from five weeks to after they already expired. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. I know Rob, you mentioned this morning that obviously China and the U.S. are meeting this week in California. Mm-hmm. So some, I think, loosely positive feedback has come from that and, you know, kind of keeping that relationship in as positive as light as possible has been, I yeah, think, beneficial I, to the global economy. I think so. You know, I, I, you know, I'd, hopefully the, the relations don't get worse. You know, that's what we don't need right now. Yeah. Uh, the tempers flare and things get worse. It, it's go, always good to, we're a people company. We, you, you sit face to face, you work things out, you know, cause, uh, and we, we may not desperately need each other, but we do need each other. And we're, we're, there were two, um, of the, you know, most <laughs> powerful global players. So we, we yeah. should be talking, you yeah. know. Definitely. Another yeah. funny thing about Apple is, uh, Javi and I were talking about the rest of the world is watching our, uh, politics and elections very closely. Like they knew a lot more than I expected them to know about, you know, mm. who the candidates are and who they think is going to be, in co- you know, yep. it, it just, it, everyone's watching what's, what's happening here. Cause obviously we're, uh, you know, well, it's been pretty obvious over the last few terms of the power of a president is pretty, you know, it's, it's impressive the, the what they can and can't do. Um, you know, you all you, you think that the president is there and you got Senate, Congress and things are sort of tempered and things are happen slow because you don't want, you know, a, a dictator or a totalitarian type of thing. But, you know, the things, the influence that they can have is is, is major, you know, a left and right. And um, we've gotten to the point now where I think we're Americans, we want to go back to we don't want to know what our neighbors politics and religion are. You know, like, let's just knock it off, you know? And it's interesting because even at EPCO, we noticed that everybody's like, they wanted to know what we thought, what's going to happen. We're like, yeah, we don't really want to talk about it. You know, know, we got one chance to vote in in November next year and we'll do it then. But like to constantly fight about it or battle about it. I mean, let's just admit both sides are wrong in so many ways. So it's, uh, but the influence that it has around the world is um, it's palatable and that's why they want to know. Yeah, I feel like I remember talking about that with other people based outside the states. Like, I agree. It's always kind of surprising how closely people watch it and how much of an impact it does make. For yeah, because sure. unless it's something like Argentina where inflation's crazy, like you, you wouldn't even know an election's coming up, yeah. you know. But right. um, it's not like that for the rest of the world. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, looking a little bit more, I guess, kind of big picture. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but you know, we're obviously mid-November, kind of coming towards the end of the year, and a lot of people, especially people that are on the 
sort of calendar year or thinking about next year. Um, seems like a lot of folks we talk to think, you know, at, as best you can plan for next year, you know, things being mostly flat, maybe a little bit up, maybe a little bit down, you know, specifically Q1, I think people are kind of optimistic for with, I think we're seeing a lot of inventory pressure on December and then January, February. I think people are mostly optimistic about, you know, maybe things not going back to crazy levels, but at least being, being solid on supply um, or, or demand and production, at least, you know, obviously it sounds like maybe Latin America has a slightly different view, maybe a little bit more pessimistic than optimistic. Um, but it seems like we're having a lot of those kind of conversations about people talking about next year at this point. Yeah. You're looking at me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm optimistic for next year. Yeah. Um, you know, on a micro level, our, our low for this year was September, and we've rebounded nicely in October and November, and nobody expected November to be a strong month. Yep. But it turns out we just had our meetings this morning, and it is. It's a strong month. Um, and, you know, there's obviously been since uh, summer last year, there's been deflation um, and pressure and quantitative easing. I mean, with the the raising uh, the the rising interest rates uh, have certainly had an impact. We're seeing a lot more layoffs. Um, we're seeing um, you know prices come down. I guess unless you go to the supermarket or the gas pump. Um, but there, supposedly all the statistics are showing that inflation has been tempered. It's to a level where they think it can continue to go down. And there's some optimism that maybe the rates might go the other way next year. They might actually reduce yeah. interest rates next year, which has um, had an impact on our, our stock market, um, very positive impact on the stock market lately. Um, but a, a lot of the value is going to these mega cap stocks, you know, these AI, Amazons, NVIDIA, Microsoft, the, 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 the top, I think, 10 stocks are three times more valuable than all the other stocks out there it's just crazy yeah. um so um we talk a lot about ai and ai's influence in our business um and how it impacts jobs um you know i think that's a totally separate topic that we could go into huge detail about but um looking at you know going back to your original point next year versus this year we're seeing it i mean we're a small enough company that we can see the trends we're seeing an upward trend coming into year end it's it's very kind of concerning to hear from aj what you know what we call in the industry the um, you know off spec or the you know um, over over inventory uh, sellers are getting in terms of what people are trying to offload right now. A lot of buyers are interpreting this low prices as something that's going to continue. I don't think it's going to continue. I don't think that's fact at all. Um, it's 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 sort of manipulated by the fact that there was this glut of material coming out of the pandemic era and and there's a lot of people that are starting to now realize that hey this is these prices aren't sustainable coming into the new year there's going to be some price momentum on a lot of things especially if we see more rationalization i'm optimistic in demand picking up too you know so right now asia europe they're really beat up beat up latin america even beat up right now there's nowhere but up at this point, yeah, in my opinion, and if they start rising, could could be good for all of us. Yeah. I think. Avi, you do with a lot of stuff, you know, six eight weeks out. Whether it's stuff that you're selling to customers in Latin America or sort of stuff that you're on the sourcing side for. What would you have you started talking about January yet at this point? You think yeah, stuff would be okay? well, a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Look that's at you it. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's picked up. Yeah, that's definitely picked up. People are prepping for for January for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, you get the emails. This can arrive on or after, you know, January third, but yeah. not not before. Not before, yeah. yeah. After after January, they want an ETA. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll see see more and more of that. We're already starting to see, as as Rob kind of alluded to, some potential price pressure moving upwards. I think we saw the first at least plasticizer specific price increase letter that I've seen in a little while. Yes, um, you know, I've heard from customers that are buying a lot of plasticizer that they wouldn't be surprised to see more of those coming in January. I think there's probably a lot of yeah. pent-up demand from producers to get prices back up, and we'll see a little bit of that as demand potentially picks up as well in January. So, Yeah, there, there's, there, there's no profitability right now in, in a lot of these uh, upstream markets, or downstream, I should say, you know, so a lot of these chemistries are being sold uh, at losses or, you know, at uh, no profit whatsoever. And they, you know, they need to get back to making something. And so there's a lot of pressure. And and then, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see some, you know, um, court action, dumping suits, things like that, because uh, it's been overwhelming certain products. It's ridiculous the yep. amount of stuff that's coming in. And then you see at customers, the domestics are at X and the imports are X minus 10 plus 14 cents. It's like, if I'm a producer here in the US and that's happening, that screams a problem for me, yeah. you know? So there's a lot of uh, irresponsible people out there that are bringing these imports in and, and, and creating havoc and they're gonna pay for it. And we're already seeing a little bit of rationalization on that too. People thinking about exiting tank positions and stopping importing Big stuff time. for next year. Big so. time, yeah. What would you say the arbitrage is over? I think that was arbitrage a, is over. Yeah. It's it's over. I mean, it, and if it's not over, you're going to end up paying for it eventually anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially if you're if you're irresponsible about it. So you know, you, people have to be careful. You know, tanks are being abandoned. Um, you know, and for good reason. You know, they're not making money. And the interesting thing, I think, with like, especially some of the December increases is, I was doing the numbers, and we'll talk more about it in a minute, but oil has come down 12 or $13 a barrel since the last time we recorded, which is, what, 15%, almost yep. 20%, yep. yet we were seeing an increase letter, so it's, it's kind of an odd, divergent trend, you know. Yeah, the, uh, you know, again, you know, propylene prices are up because of problems, you know, uh, yep. PDH plants going down. Uh, lack of available, um, you know, and that's going to happen if, if things pick up. If the rest of the world picks up in the new year, uh, the demand's going to kick in, and, and it's going to push up the raw materials that make every make everything that we sell. Yeah. So there's, I'm pretty confident you're going to see some of that, you know, in the new year. I mean, the rest of the world can't be as poor uh, off as they have been, yeah. you know. So um, the momentum has to change. I came across something I thought was interesting that I'm surprised hasn't seen a little bit more press. And so there was this article talking about Germany reaching a deal on electricity specific to industry. So presumably plants and production facilities and warehouses and things like that, because Germany started to see a trend of people moving production outside of Germany slash Europe, whether it's companies that have other production facilities or whatnot, because the electrical prices have been so high. Um, so I found that interesting, I, you know, they're obviously pushing to keep industry in Germany and, and so someone's taking a loss on the electricity somewhere, whether it's the government subsidizing it or something like that. But it was kind of an interesting thing, I think, trying to maybe get ahead of any concerns about electric electricity prices coming into wintertime and things like that. Obviously, Germany being such a hub for the chemical industry and European production, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to hear more about that in the coming days and weeks, especially from companies that are producing in, in Europe or specifically Germany. Um, it was kind of an interesting 
interesting trend, and I wonder if we'll see more and more of that type of thing. It's not easy to be a business in Europe. Yeah. It's not. You know, if it's not the personnel laws, it's the sustainability regulations, the government interference in business is is horrendous yep. over there, and um, and it's too much. And the thing is that in my career, it's always been, oh, it happens in Europe, goes to California, comes across the rest of the country, and that's kind of stopped, thankfully, you know. But with uh, our left government, you know, getting more left and possibly – being reelected and getting more confidence. It's it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous right now. I mean, you see the ACC and the ACD getting together and suing the government, you know, for the interferences that are happening. You know, they're supposed to give, uh, you know, certain results to testing and things like that in a, in a timely manner. They're supposed to not create headwinds for industry when they're not doing anything wrong. Uh, You're not supposed to listen to NGOs, non-government organizations rallying behind something, a false science, and then giving a law based on that. I mean, it really is important for us to realize that what's happened in Europe should be paid attention to because if it comes over here, American independence is so important. Us being such a, we, most of us look at government and say, you don't want something done wrong, give it to the government to do. And we need to get back to that because it's, they don't do a good job at just about anything. They can't even show up on time and make decisions in Senate right now in Congress. You know, they can't even. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm getting on on a, on a tangent here, but like, the run-up of energy costs was based on a decision to become dependent on Russia made by politicians. Yep. You got to look at who you elect, you know what I mean? Sure. And then uh, you also have to push back on these regulations, you know, and, and, and not say, oh, just because they're coming down from the government, they're a good thing. You know, now when you have people that are making decisions that are not even science-based from the government after pushing, oh, well, we're all about science and the COVID thing. You know, come on, you know, let's let's get real here. But um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the fact is, if you're making something and paying too much in in cost because of, you know, your electricity prices in Germany, it's just going to shut down. It's going to go somewhere else. There's going to be more carbon emitted. There's going to be more less environmental standards. It's going to it's just going to be worse for the world, which is so small right now. So we have to and even in the U.S., we're looking at supply chains so, so much right now. We've got all this government, you know, uh, pushback on making things here. Yet we saw during the pandemic, we're dependent on these people that will cut us off in a heartbeat. So the rest of the world needs to stop paying attention to our presidential politics and start paying attention to what we're doing in shoring up our supply chain, not just chips for computers everything needs to be looked at yeah. you know and every country needs to look at that as well and take care of their population so yeah um i, I know you work with a lot of our you know, producers that are producing stuff in germany i guess you know you read probably the biggest one that is very uh energy focused and, and plays a big role in have you heard any have heard much about you know price trends or outlooks or anything on things or is there concerns about European production cost at this point, or not it's, so much yet? Yeah, it's always a concern. Urea is a nat gas-derived uh, chemical, uh, but I think that, that demand's been so soft that, um, you know, urea is kind of more of a supply-demand-driven uh, yeah. commodity. So demand's been so soft that prices have been flat to maybe up a little bit, but, um, you Nothing, know, overall, yeah, hasn't been 
you know, too much. But again, going into the winter, it may be a bigger, you know, a bigger deal that, you know, when energy costs in Europe should be increasing. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Well, we don't have our uh, our friends from the logistics company on this episode. We'll, uh, we'll have them on for the December edition. Um, but I know we're talking about freight this morning a little bit. Um, you know, obviously coming into the cold weather months, so you keep an eye on some of those things. Sounds like there's been some interest in the LTL market um, between the closure. I'm just kind of reading some notes that our TLC folks sent us. Um, you know, the closure of closure of YRC has impacted some freight stuff. I think we're seeing more and more LTL shipments as companies don't want to bring in maybe truckloads of material to keep inventories low and things like that. Um, anything else you guys are seeing on the freight side of things that have been exciting? Another interesting thing we learned at Apple about on the freight side is, um, I guess countries have put in, countries have changed. They, it, how, how do I word this? They, they changed how long a, vet, a bulk ocean vessel can be in service. So like they used to be 30 years and they reduced it to 25 years when they had to take a vessel out of service. So that's creating a constraint in the bulk ocean vessel space. They can't build vessels fast enough to keep, again, government regulation yeah. is, is interfering with things, but hmm. it's becoming more, uh, economical to ship isotanks as opposed to bulk vessels in some cases, right. depending on the lane and, and stuff like that. So that was a, a shift that we saw in yeah. international liquid shipping anyway. Yeah, we're hearing the same bulk bulk shipping, very expensive right now, especially with uh, demur, if you're demurred, you know, in Panama Canal, Suez Canal, whatever. Um, <clears throat> TLC also mentioned that right now the costs for LTL are very high. They're seeing a huge amount of LTL demand um, because of like, it's sort of like they took out the, the king and now all everybody's trying to scramble to figure out who's going to be next yep. in YRC. Um, but keep in mind, you know, a lot of people are calling TLC right now, uh, for LTL rates because they can do dedicated, um, you know, they can, um, group shipments. And if you have a critical raw material, you might have to go with a, you know, a straight truck and yep. get to get it there on time. Getting creative, creative with your uh, with your supply chains. Absolutely. Um, price updates and trends. We talked a little bit about oil um, since the last time we recorded. So about That's thirty true. days ago, mid October, um, oil's down twelve, thirteen bucks. Nat gas is pretty much flat. Saw a big increase in the stock market over the past thirty days, which has been interesting to see. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Love it. This, this Javi's Javi's investment corner. <laughs> <laughs> Talk, talk, talk to us, Javi. Talk to no, us. No, no, I'm just happy. I'm just happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess along with oil coming off big, we've seen benzene come down, so that's pushed down prices on things like a dipic, and it looks like that may trend may continue for December, if I'm not mistaken. It should, yeah. I mean, benzene typically, I mean, typically, typically. I use that word very loosely, <laughs> but fo will follow the price of crude. So with crude coming off, benzene's come up, been coming off a little bit, so um, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. Yeah, our whole podcast is a big asterisk on it. You know, in, in theory, this is what, this is what. <laughs> I happen, know what's right? happened in the past and what <laughs> could happen based on yeah. that, but but there's no crystal ball. I don't ball. have a crystal ball. Right. I think everybody in every meeting in Apple said that they mentioned crystal ball at some <laughs> yes. point in every meeting that they didn't have one or lack. It was lack of a crystal ball. It sounds like there. a Christmas gift. We should should we give people crystal balls? Yeah, that's an idea. That's a good point. I've heard it from from everybody. You know, everyone yeah. talks about their crystal ball and pull around yep. and make predictions. Maybe we should make crystal balls. I'm I'm, I'm interested. Will the Godfather show up with crystal balls next year? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a regular. It won't uh, tell you anything, but it would be yeah. a cool <laughs> conversation piece. Yeah. Well, what were those back in the day? The Magic Eight Balls, and you used to ask a question, and there were like three or four different <laughs> answers on it. It was like, well, luck of the draw, huh? It's actually have a shot of tequila inside of it. It'd be like a little, like a little, uh, little nip bottle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, any other highlights on, uh, on raw materials, pricing, any other thoughts, concerns, any other interesting notes from Apple on specific to raw material pricing? Not really. I mean, everything's, you know, propylene's up a little bit, obviously, like Rob mentioned, PDH is some units that are down. So that's driving OXOs up and some, you know, obviously, you know, two H-based plasticizers, but, um, yep. a lot of other things we deal with are just, meh flat right yeah. i mean acetone is acetone is a big topic of conversation at apple because that's snug in the u.s everyone's looking to place material here but it sounds like there's a lot of material there's on the a way lot and it's, coming, yeah. it's gonna coming. be flooded pretty yeah. pretty soon here um because everything else is just you know not that interesting so everybody saw the opportunity and hopped on the acetone train yep or vessel i guess in this case Acetone <laughs> vessel. <laughs> a lot of people do it isos because the bulk is too expensive <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah, it sounds like you guys had some interesting meetings with like freight people and oh, yeah. providers and things of like that. Obviously, a big thing for Latin America. Yeah, you always learn around. something. You always learn something. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. You're talking about investments now, or we? No, 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 no. I'm just <laughs> saying. Tell, tell me about your Fidelity portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys to buy Snap. Uh-huh. How's it doing? <laughs> doing really good. Yeah. <laughs> I bought it at nine twelve. It was almost. It was up three. It was over twelve the other day. Wow. But I think I still think. I mean, the kids are using it. I mean. It's going to be WhatsApp next. It's going to be Snapchat, I think. So I don't know. That was. It's it's interesting. It's on. It's its own company still. I mean, it, it seems ripe for takeover, like Instagram was. That's exactly know? what I'm thinking. Like yeah. somebody's going to come in and buy them. Yep. You saw the other day that they are. You can buy Amazon directly from Snapchat. They made that deal. That was a big bump for them. So and you know and then people are getting sick of face. Obviously, Facebook's like, you got to be 50 years or older to be on Facebook and. Instagram like was fa- Facebook is only uh, grandparents and racists now. I think I saw <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody said. And then you got uh, you know Instagram is you know it's fading and you know because now it's owned by Meta and everybody hates Meta and uh, you know Snap is uh, yeah I mean I I don't know I think it's an up and comer the kids are using it constantly and then you start hearing adults are starting to use it it's like all right you, you, well, heard, it, you heard it here first. <laughs> I think there's an upside there, but don't, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is, again, the asterisk where this is yeah. not investment advice. Yeah, you can't, no, you know. no. <laughs> We're getting disclaimer. off topic here. <laughs> um, I like it. The, the off-topic tangents are usually the best best parts of the episodes. But it was nine bucks. You know, where can you buy a stock right now? You know, Microsoft's $350 a share, you know. Yeah. Berkshire Hathaway's uh, $340,000 a share. I mean... Some of these, you know, Amazon, even Amazon and Google are over 100, 140, 130. I mean, like. And that's only because they did a split however many years ago. And it was a thousand bucks. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you could buy a thousand shares for nine thousand bucks and you're making a thousand bucks every time and it, it goes up one. Yeah. So that was that was my point to you guys. But don't listen to me. This podcast <laughs> sponsored by Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> um, Trade shows, events, obviously back from a, a lot of travel, obviously the Apple behind us. We had uh, CamX a couple weeks ago. Um, some of us were down at the Compounding Expo, I guess it was this week, technically, Cleveland. in yep. uh, Cleveland, which was a cool show. We'll have a bigger presence of that one. Um, Cleveland's a funny city. The downtown's nice. It's right in the, the whichever, I think it's Lake Erie. That's right mm-hmm. there. Like, it's a nice downtown area. But after 5.25 p.m., there was nobody around. Wow. I mean, it is a, it, it, I guess it's like a commuting in city and nobody actually lives downtown, but it's a... Wow. It's a bit of a snooze of a city. Sorry, Cleveland, if anyone's <laughs> from Cleveland listening. But um, yeah, so we'll be at the Compounders Conference uh, in a couple weeks. Yep. We'll be celebrating AJ's birthday without AJ down there. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. Austin. Yeah. It's and, not uh, a bad place to be, Austin, Texas. 
we always say better than DC in December. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. the historically speaking, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never been to Austin. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and that kind of wraps it up for the year. And then we started to think about some big shows in the spring next year. Um, AJ's over here researching Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. <laughs> Stock is five hundred and forty-five thousand right, yeah. per share. Five hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. I believe it was a three forty. I was off a couple digits. Wow. But they have Berkshire Hathaway A, and then they have the B. Yeah, so you can buy the B. A. The you can B buy the B. Cheaper. It's like the more. I'll just buy the A. Yeah, buy the A. <laughs> <laughs> Count me down for a share. Thousand yeah. shares. Thousand shares. <laughs> was off a little bit. Sorry. Five hundred. Forty-five thousand. That's right. Crazy. Come on, Rob. Really? Well, that's a trend. I mean, it was started by Berkshire. You know, I mean, they basically said we're not going to split ever. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. And and uh, I mean, it's you know, if you want to day trade, that's the one you want to day trade. You can be up forty grand in a day, <laughs> yeah, or down forty grand in a day, depending on which way it goes. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's a you know, with Chevron and everything going on right now, that's a that's a good stock. Down five hundred bucks today. Yeah, that ain't much. That's a point zero one percent. You know, crazy. Let's buy a few shares. Why not? Yeah, I like it. Well, I think that sort of wraps things up for uh, for episode ninety nine. Um, obviously, coming to the end of twenty twenty three as well. Um, so we're sneaking up on episode one hundred. Which will be, I guess, our December wrap up episode, which is cool. To see. There's going to be some stuff happening at that episode. We got some plans. What's yeah. up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100 episodes, Benny. Wow, triple crazy. digits. Yeah. That's you crazy. must be proud of yourself. It's amazing. Did you ever think? No, I didn't. And, and we'll talk more about you know, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll, right, talk, right, we'll right. talk more about the next one. You know, very much not. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, but, uh, yeah, more, more, more to come. More I forget come. I said it. Forget more to come. But yeah, so uh, December will be our 100th episode, kind of a nice end to the year and, you know, summary of 2024, uh, 2023. Um, would like everyone to do a little homework, you know, go back to the beginning of the year, see what our grand projections were for 2023 and just kind of, I guess, reflect on the year. It'd be interesting to kind of go back. I know we were coming out of a COVID period. Demand obviously was pretty low at that point and really still kind of tailing off. So it'd be interesting to kind of revisit maybe our January and February episodes, see it's kind of a cool thing with the podcast going back and talking about what we thought was going to happen, what actually came true. And not that it really makes a huge difference in anything, but it's kind of cool to just reflect on the year and what happened and things like that. So a little bit of homework for you guys. We'll, we'll kind of revisit and see what we thought about 2023 initially. And then obviously kind of do the same, you know, make some plans for 2024. What's to come, what our grand thoughts are. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to our next episode. Absolutely, definitely looking forward to it. I think since we recorded, uh, Josh Bell had his fourth boy, right? I don't think we right, talked about right, that. Right. On, uh, Congrats, Josh! Episode, Congratulations! So, yeah. Adding to the TCC boy family. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It might be broken at some point in the future. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Any other final thoughts, questions, concerns? Happy Thanksgiving! Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Yep. Yeah, it's a good time of year between Thanksgiving and then we jump right into Christmas season. So yeah, coming up, it's a great yep. time of year. Very much so. Sure is. Maybe we'll get some uh, some snowfall in between. You never know. I mean, you will at your house. You know, <laughs> whether, whether, we, whether we get it, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Different story. Very true. Uh, well, as always, we uh, we appreciate you listening. You know, whether you're on the audio version or hopefully by this point, you know, at least seeing a little bit of the video version, courtesy of the uh, Kettlebottom Creative guys plastering our faces all over the place. We appreciate that. Um, so as always, thank you for listening. We will catch you on our December episode. We'll catch you on episode 100. We'll uh, 
catch you on the next one to really put an end on uh, 2023 and look ahead to 2024. So certainly appreciate it. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Benny. The material contained on this podcast is provided by the chemical company solely for informational purposes. The information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or up to date. The information in the podcast is intended solely as a general education aid. TCC is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of TCC policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by TCC. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by TCC employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of TCC or any of its officials. All statements, comments, and opinions presented are made in the context of robust dialogue and freedom of expression. TCC assumes no responsibility for or any consequence relating directly or indirectly to any action or inaction taken based on the information in this podcast. While TCC strives to keep the information in the podcast accurate, complete, and up to date, we cannot guarantee and will not be responsible for any damage or loss related to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the information. TCC assumes no liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on the podcast is provided entirely on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness.